Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined, of course, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And we're also joined by a special guest today, Sean Bonet, is joining us. So, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for uh, joining us. And I just realized, um, so funny story, Sean is uh, my part-time boss. And <laughs> and so I completely neglected to ask for a bio from you. So in a second, I'll actually just ask if you wanted to say some quick words about yourself and just introduce the audience to who you are. Um, but uh, we will get into that in a second. Um, if you've uh, you in the audience have noticed the title by now. This is uh, our next installment in our Building a Christian Culture series. And today we're talking about Christianizing music. What does it look like for music to be taken for Christ? So if you're a brand new listener um, or if you're just tuning in over the last couple of months or so, uh, we've been building up our series. I think this is episode six or seven now that we've done in this series of building a Christian culture. This is, we're getting up there. This is, this is exciting. Um, and we're talking about professions, occupations, sections of society. And obviously we are all, you know, good post-millennialists here. So we believe that ultimately Christ will be victorious. And so on this show, we want to uh, bring your attention to certain areas of culture and ask, what does it look like for society to be Christianized? So, Building on that concept today, let's talk about music. We've got a lot to discuss, and as you'll find out very shortly, Sean Bonet is the perfect person we could have for this discussion. So very, very exciting stuff coming up. Uh, But before we get into all that, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this whole week has been 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. So passage of the week, of course, because we can't just do one verse. That would be insane. Um, So... Uh, This passage says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we've talked a lot about this throughout the week, Uh, really dived into it on Monday. Jake dived into it, dove into it. Yeah, that's how you say that. Words are hard. Uh, Dove into it on Wednesday. And uh, so we're not going to spend a ton of time discussing it, but I just want to call your attention back to the threefold uh, uh, will of God for your life. These things that we should be focusing on, these things that we should be um, learning how to do, we should keep in the in the forefront of our minds every day as we're going about our jobs, going about our business, and especially in our occupations like we're going to be talking about today. But we should be rejoicing. We should be people who uh, <clears throat> the people around us look twice. They do a double take and they say, whoa, what, what was that? Why, why were they like <laughs> smiling or being so joyful? What the heck was that all about? They, we should be praying without ceasing. We should be people, people who understand how important prayer is in a Christian's life, but also how important prayer is for the nation. We talked a lot about that on Monday, um, praying to God and then turning to him so that our land will be healed and then giving thanks in all circumstances. And that goes back into rejoicing, right? That is what helps us be people who can be so full of joy is when we're constantly giving thanks. We're not coveting the things that we don't have. We're instead refocusing on the things we do have. We're saying, thank you for blessing us with these things that you have given to us. And that's part of why we're joyful. Obviously, the things of this world are not, shouldn't be all that makes us joyful, right? They're 
going to go away eventually um, in some form or another. They're, they're going to be dust. But, but God still gave us these, these blessings, if, if not temporary blessings, and we should thank him for them. So, um, so anyways, like we said, we talked a lot more about this uh, throughout the week. So if you missed our Wednesday and Monday episodes, definitely go back and check those out. Um, all right. So I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Sean Bonet to kind of introduce himself um, and then also introduce the academy that I work for now, which is very, very exciting, <laughs> um, and the uh, academy that, uh, that you started. So feel free to take the next couple of minutes and just introduce yourself. Yeah. Well, thanks, Bruce. I kind of, uh, I kind of like the sound of "I'm your boss" more than "I'm your part-time boss." I wish you would just left it out. <laughs> that would be very nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of my bio. I'm Bruce's boss. Uh, so I, uh, I live in Moscow, Idaho, with my family. Got uh, a daughter and another child due at the beginning of next year. And wow. Congrats. We, uh, thank you. Yeah. I don't know if you did it, Bruce. <laughs> did I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, so we, we've got a, we've got a great family. We're in a great church that I uh, lead music for. And, uh, we work together in this uh, music business that we have. And so we go about our days just thinking, strategizing and praying about how to, you know, do the job of teaching music and, and managing all the details that are in a music business and uh, you know, training up more you know, quality music teachers a lot. And so it's a really fun thing that we do. We, uh, we met in Texas. And, hmm. uh, you know, That's really cool. And carried on yeah. our, our and joys. That's awesome. That's really neat. So uh, give us some background into your musical history. Um, I know you have a degree, I think, from the U of I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then you've also done a few other things in, in the music field. Um, and I'm, I think our audience would be really interested just to hear kind of, you know, what your experience is there, all the stuff that you've done. And because um, I know you've got quite the, uh, quite the resume. So, <laughs> yeah, I am a master of music, according to the University of Idaho. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so I've got I've got a master's degree in music and um, I've been doing <clears throat> I've been pretty musical all my life. I think in adolescence started you know studying, doing some self study, participating, you know, in bands and whatnot. Uh, you know, did a lot of choir in high school. And funny enough, when I went to college I didn't intend to continue on with music. In fact, I really just went to college to be a swimmer. <laughs> what? Huh. Wow. Yeah, so That's I went funny. to college to be a swimmer, and I think I was a business major. I, you know, it's kind of sad looking back. I, music I is so much more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> music business. <laughs> yeah. When I went to college, I just had more of the, uh, I'm going to uh, just be an athlete. Like, you know, if someone wow. goes to play football, they're just going to I'm yeah. not really going to college to do college, but just to do football. I don't think I quite had that mindset, but was, I think, still trying to discover what kind of vocation I wanted to dive into. And going to a Christian you know, university was important for me. So, anyway, but anyway, somehow I got roped into uh, the choir, and, you know, that just kind of, grabbed me, you know, that love of music I already had and mm -hmm. grabbed a hold again. And it kept, uh, 
scratching at me or I was scratching it really <laughs> was coming and so I was scratching it and so I just slowly was taking this class, taking these lessons and it was like then I became a music minor. I thought, well I'll just become a music major and then, Wow. Yeah. Nice. That's so cool. whole, whole new calling and direction for Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. So both Jake and I, you know, our whole lives, um, we've shared a little bit of this with the audience, but not too much on this topic. Um, you know, very musically as, as well. We've, you know, grew up in a very musical family on, on our mom's side. Uh, the violin I play today actually is my great, great grandmother's, which, which is really cool. Um, so just kind of passed down through the generations and, um, Jake has a, you know, is, is really proficient in, in the clarinet. And we also used to go around and do a lot of gigs at uh, bars and breweries and stuff. And he played cajon and bass and a couple of different things. So, um, yeah, so this is kind of something we've always been passionate about, but I think more recently we've been studying what it looks like to do everything is unto the Lord. Um, Jacob has this great spiel that he goes into, uh, where he talks about cutting an onion as unto the Lord, um, which I think is just a brilliant illustration because it brings, it brings your focus to, wow, literally anything, you know, that's our verse Colossians three 17 and all that you do, do it as unto the Lord, right? Do everything as unto the Lord Jesus. And so how do we do that? Um, and so I think we, uh, we read through Doug Wilson's book, uh, Mother Kirk, last year, and that had a really great chapter on music, you know, talking about this is what church music should look like. Um, we're told mm-hmm. to play skillfully, which I think is something we lose today in, in the modern church is this idea of, oh, we're, we're really supposed to play skillfully, like we can't just do whatever. Make a, you make know, a like... joyful noise, and that's as far as people go. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so um, then, you know, I, I met you earlier this year at a, a Lamros, actually out in Moscow, and you were talking about Bonet Music Academy. And you're actually, um, I'd love for you to actually just, in your own words, kind of just give a pitch. Oh, yeah. you know, what, what is Bonet Music Academy? And I didn't talk about my academy. You told me to. All right. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let me tell you about this. So uh, the, the Music Academy that we run and have a strong vision for is centered around giving music literacy to people and that sounds really highfalutin and you know <laughs> wouldn't you expect that three musicians all together highfalutin-y <laughs> no musicians aren't snobby anyways but music literacy it just means having all the all the things that you need to do as a musician having that mm. be up running and, and we know this we just uh, think of you know, literacy in a language, right? Yep. If I'm going to learn Spanish, and I want to learn learn Spanish, then learn how to speak it, we learn how to read it, listen and converse in it, and you know have a. I think those like really lead in the the literacy outlet. So I need to be able to then you know write it, um, you know enjoy engage with it culturally, right? So if I'm reading literature, that's yeah, read a bus stop. Uh, you know, run down and tap and schedule. Yep. So the same thing's true in music. We want to make sure students can read music, can speak about music, can perform music, can write music, uh, etc. So that they hear music, understand it. And so if you train all of those elements within a musician, they're going to be literate. And they'll be exposed to all the things that uh, can be required of you. You know, hmm. you will probably be required to read music. 
you'll probably yeah. be required to explain something about music, and so you don't want to. This you don't want the first time you have to say something musically uh, succinctly <laughs> and efficiently to be in a professional setting. You want to be yeah. in lessons in which you're like, oh yeah, I'm constantly speaking professionally <clears throat> with my with my professor uh, and etc. You want to have a basis of I I've written melodies before. I've, yeah, yeah, etc. Well, so and that's the literacy piece that we center ourselves around, uh, which then drives us to believe that the voice is the most important instrument. Well, that doesn't drive us to, but we know that the voice is the most important instrument, and so we emphasize mm -hmm. that, and then we also, you know, emphasize the piano as the second most important instrument. Happens to be our most popular offering, um, and so we're we're giving them that quality content, but then we're also instilling joy and thankfulness with music making you know you have to you have to you want to have fun in music lessons yeah. it's not just about the content but it's about the connection that you make with students which is really important something that we um try to cater to and somehow all of that brings us to we serve a lot of uh, young men which is cool so wow uh, I think a need, you don't usually see that yeah yeah well and i think that's a need in education <clears throat> a need in music education is to mm -hmm. not be so feminized. Yeah. And so it's nice to have a young, you know, a big generation, younger generation of young men coming up through the music ranks, you know, being involved and active. So that's, that's kind of exciting. like the teaching of the academy, but then also, you know, business vision of the academy to create industrious careers for people so that they don't have to think about being a musician as a starving artist or a ministry, but something that's a viable career to support a family on. And that's how you get men. That's how you get men back into the industries if you yeah that's a great point and what they're worth and so that means yep. structuring the the business really efficiently and quality just like a corporation almost you know like yeah so that's awesome trying to, trying to incorporate everything that uh, that that blesses people you know good good teaching good systems good people good products yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's great. I think one of the, and I'll open up the floor to you in a second too, Jake. I don't want to cut you off if you have questions or anything. Um, I'm well, what's that? <laughs> I'm the new Jake. I'm replacing Jake. You can't talk. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> right. Um, but it, it's really interesting, that idea of, um, <clears throat> you know, when you talk about uh, liberal arts, right, or uh, classically liberal education, that idea of liberal being free, Right. It's not the modern idea that's been hijacked and basically means communism. It's it's freedom. Right. And it's these people, you know, classical education trains you in such a way that you uh, are free because now you can you're, you're learning about history. You're learning about the rich heritage that comes before you. You're learning about philosophy. You're learning about, you know, and you're you're expanding your mind to the point at which you can comprehend things on a different level and understand things that would have taken you decades to learn yourself, but previous generations already figured these things out. You know, like this, we have two millennia uh, post Christ, you know, of history, human history. And if we throw all that away, we're restarting every generation. It just doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. And so I feel like <clears throat> when you, don't learn how to read music. You don't learn how to be literate in those ways. You've thrown off all of your history. You've thrown off the rich heritage of music that we inherit. I mean, we have 
hundreds of years of beautiful music at our disposal if we know how to read it. And so um, I think it's really exciting to see projects like like yours um, that I'm a part of now, which is super exciting, um, <laughs> that are doing that and not in just a secular way, you know, because I, and I'd love to really dig into this part. <clears throat> so many secularists, I think we've, we've given up the, the music field to a degree where we've said, it doesn't have to be great. You know, we've somehow gotten it in our minds that we don't have to be skillful. We don't. And with that lack of skill comes a lack of being able to read, you know, higher music and all of that. Uh, it, it can just be whatever. And so we've now adapted even in the church for worship services, this modern fluffy music where not even just the lyrics are bad. Also, that melody is just boring. There's no structure there. There's no complexity. There's no skill. Um, and so I'd love to get your take on what has happened in the church, modern church, Evangelical Fish churches, if you will, and how do we backtrack? How do we fix that? Um, and where does Bonet Academy kind of fit into that? Is there is there a goal there? Does that push in that direction, or what's the where does that yeah. fit in? Well, what happened to the uh, church? Well, we took the crosses off the wall and we put words on them instead. You know, Ooh. So that's, I, that's, you're, you're speaking my language now. I hear that. <laughs> Heat it up, church. So that, I think if you if we want to if we walk into a church that's maybe practicing music in a less than ideal way, one of the first <clears> things you're going to notice is there's not hymnals in the hands, but there's words on the wall. Yep. And so yep. The, the so that's like very noticeable. So that's something the church has done. So the church has made a mistake in doing that and what's the what's the mistake well it's when you've pulled the music from the hands of the people and really you've just put the words up you've said yep. something about what you think about music literacy mm, yeah so when even if you don't know how to read music and probably a lot of people listening maybe you don't feel like a strong musician maybe you don't even consider yourself a musician maybe you're in a church where this is the reality it's not it's not so much of a a knock on you're in sin but it's a knock that where are you going musically especially because yeah. music is so important in god's economy i mean we are told hundreds and we have hundreds of commands to uh, about music or hundreds of directives you know, references to music in the bible god is a singing god it's integral to worship throughout the years and so we know it's important. Cookies, cooking is important, very important, but it, it, you know, it doesn't have quite the same level of intensity in the worship and service to God and to man. Sing, making melodies in your hearts, admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We don't admonish one another with the garlic and the onion, even though you can <laughs> unto the glory of God. Yeah. And so anyways, when you when you take the hymnal out of the hand, you put the words on the wall, you start to downplay the importance of being able to read music. You, you start to downplay music literacy because don't worry about reading music. Just kind of listen and mm -hmm. read the words. Yep. Which is mm -hmm. fine. Right? The issue is when that's all you're doing and that's where you're going. Yeah. Right? Like if you're if you're a church and you're like, all right, we've got to make a change. Um, 
you know, if you're if you're stuck in that rut, then you're stuck in a rut. I mean, if anything, you can just put the hymnals in the hands. Even if they don't understand, maybe your comfortability of teaching is low. You still just did something drastic. So yeah, that's, that's yep. one thing that's happened to the church. Another thing that's happened to the church is, you know, it's a feminization, right? So we started to lean towards musical content, lyrical content that's gay. We've started to lean towards musical content that is so uh, vague and uh, yeah. broad, right? And now, yeah. the interesting mushy thing, gushy, yeah, yeah. And, and reformed thunder puppies can get a little wild about this. Like <laughs> there, there is a uh, there's sort of a wide gap of Christendom. Okay, so you you can be you can look like a lot of different things within Christ's kingdom and you know, be doing his will, right? But there's a sense in which you start to exit it by your messaging, right? Companies talk about this a lot. Like we do, we want our message to be broad enough so that it resonates with all the audiences that we're trying to communicate with. We don't want to be so niche, right? Or niche, <laughs> if I may. <laughs> I think, I think as, as uh, the church has been castrated, it's, removed it's just removed all of its niche from yeah. the from the musical style and the musical content and so therefore you get weak music weak words sung by weak people you know and not yeah. like you know there's like they're weak because they're not leaning in christ leaning into christ and being conformed to his image so that's kind of like the songs that were all that to say, I, that probably sounds super sophisticated. I mean, I am a master of music, but all that to say, <laughs> like, our music has been diluted. We've, yeah. like you were saying, Bruce, we've thrown off tradition. We've thrown off the tradition of the church, and we know that tradition is good. Tradition isn't God. Tradition isn't supreme, but tradition is important. Yeah, we just we don't sing the psalms and hymns that yeah. people have been singing, that people <clears throat> have written before us. We'll say, hey, why don't we go to Nashville and create something new? Right, fine. but it's an issue if all you're doing is creating something new and you don't mm -hmm. know what's come before. So I yeah, don't know, maybe yeah. my three things. I could, I could probably keep what feels like ranting, but let's start with that. That's my creativity for today. I think that's, I think that's <laughs> great. And you know, every every episode we do in this series, we ask the two questions, the redeemable questions. I don't know if you wanted to ask those, Jake, or if you even know what I'm talking about. It's been a while since we did one of these videos. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. I, <laughs> so the um the first I question. I feel like is, there should have been a uh, uh you should have uh, gone over with me on the pre-show if you wanted to bring that up. <laughs> Sorry, I, it's we've done it, but it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes, so I almost forgot as well. But um the first question we always ask is: Is this industry or occupation redeemable? Mm -hmm. Which obviously in this conversation we've established. Yep absolutely yeah. it's redeemable yeah. it's not something at all that the bible says no you can't redeem it it's then, just, it yeah. should just be gone and then secondly we always ask okay if it is redeemable how do we redeem it um and so we talked about that as well but if you had to sum that up in in a sentence or two sentences how would you sum that up? That <laughs> oh, oh, that's i know i know it's really hard. hard question i know <laughs> so you want me to sum up in the into two, uh, a, a short paragraph, if you will. Bruce is asking sure. his boss to do something that's really, really hard. <laughs> I know. Yes, you, want me to, you want me to answer a short 
form essay is music redeemable and if it is how do we redeem it if you can that would be awesome there you bruce (laughs) (laughs) someone's gonna someone's gonna notice there's gonna be a pay cut tomorrow (laughs) this is gonna hurt (laughs) okay so um yeah of course music is redeemable that's like asking if man is redeemable Hmm. is the earth redeemable because god made music and god instituted music it's not a it's not man-made it's man cultivated but i mean music is like the same thing as your bag of bones it's like the same thing as the earth god Hmm. made it and said it was good and uh so his hand is really in it so it is redeemable it's more about for a question then how do we return to the, the the Eden, the Garden of Eden, musically speaking? So yeah. it's uh, that's kind of how I would frame, you know, reframe that question. And I think how do we return? Well, I think we just humble ourselves and just you know pick up a pick up a hymnal, start there, because that's where that's where we should start. We should say it's like picking up your Bible. You know, I wonder what God is saying to me. You pick up your Bible. I wonder what God is saying to me musically. You pick up the Psalter, you pick up a mm. hymnal. Uh, yeah. so I think I think you start there and say, "Okay, God has given me 150 songs straight out of the straight out of the, <laughs> canon of the scripture. Yeah, let me pick that up. And then, in addition, right, since we don't have the music notation, let me let me start to see what someone, you know, a hundred years before me did, and then yeah, going back. There's mm. that's great question answer that was awesome bravo bravo (laughs) (laughs) uh what do you got jake you got anything so okay we have five minutes so hopefully i can phrase this well enough in in five minutes uh and hopefully it can be answered in five minutes with uh short answers i'm ready yeah one word answer yeah Yeah. (laughs) one letter (laughs) <laughs> yeah right um but i love i love what you were saying i i think i've said it on the show before but um i when i was going through well in high school i took a business math course and it happened to be that the teacher was a pastor um but he was talking about how the fact that the church has become a business strategy not um not focused on god anymore but becoming another business um that the and and the main business strategy is to get people into seats and that we have broadened this the meaning of these of music um to just get people in because you know you don't want to make it too specific then then you have uh then you have people who don't like what you're saying and so then they leave you know so if it's broad it can it can uh, reach a lot of people and people want to come into the seats but um and that that i i just wanted to comment on that but my my actual question is <laughs> what what does it look like to be skillful right because because we've talked about this a little bit um that we are to be skillful in music what might it look like for a church to be doing singing to be playing music skillfully um yeah. in a church service or whatever yeah, that's a great question, Jake. I love it. You guys have good questions. The, uh, <laughs> the answer to that is um, it's TBD. It depends because the uh, the skillfulness uh, has has no limit and it also has no beginning. Like yeah. I could, I, can I look at my daughter and say that she's skillful? I can, 
right? It depends on the, the rubric by which I'm judging. But when I see her increase in dexterity and balance, she's, she's being skillful. She's growing in skillfulness, right? And then you compare that to maybe like an Olympic sprinter. Are they skillful? Yeah, they're very skillful. And so, mm-hmm. right, we can, we can look at the professional musicians among us, you know, in, in orchestras, any other kind of uh, ensemble that, that tours, records, people pay them and people come and see them. That's uh, an example of professionalism within the industry, right? It, you, maybe you have like, yeah, but Taylor Swift, like she's not, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> professionalism. Um, so obviously that can, you know, like contemporarily be a standard. Well, once if the church is singing, you know, like a, you know, sophisticated, uh, you know, European choir, then that's skillfulness. Okay. So all that to say, just to kind of open the mind, but let me give you a specific answer. I think when a, a congregation is skillful, when everyone can sing tunefully and have a general understanding of how to read music even if they're not super quick at it. And then, which also is a given that they kind of, they have a good um, repertoire of songs pretty well known. Hmm. Right? Okay. So, so if you know about a hundred psalms and hymns and maybe even know your part, that's like a good standard. And if you can sing, and if you know that you can sing tunefully, and when I say tunefully, that's kind of, you know, a buzzword that I, you know, a special jargon word that I use a lot. It's not saying that you're like some amazing singer but you're someone when you're singing like oh he has a nice voice and and that can be hard i mean a lot of people don't think that they sound good but you probably do most of the time i don't think actually ever i've started working with someone who can't really match pitch you know or sing and be like your voice sounds bad usually what they're hearing (laughs) is bad is your off pitch so your voice is good your ability to match pitch isn't so good so if you can match, once you start matching pitch, and you can do that pretty consistently, you know, you can sing a melody, you can sing a part. Mm-hmm. That's like check. So you, you know some songs, you sing well, and you have a, a basic understanding of reading music. I kind of know what a, I know what a staff is. I know what clefs are. I know you know going higher, going my voice pitch is going higher. Maybe I know a little bit of solfege, do re mi. So I think if the congregation is uh you know having that in their possession they're skillful yeah that's great and you uh you get extra points for saying tour correctly as well so that was stupendous what did i say correctly (laughs) i don't know there's this thing uh like in the midwest where people go like to war or something like that oh yeah tour yeah i I don't know where that came from but you 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 get extra points for that. That 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 was a marvelous Same answer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Okay. Fifteen points, thirty points. <laughs> They're about. <laughs> you know, I don't know. How many do I need to like get a army man with parachute or like? A, <laughs> <laughs> a few more, more, a few more, and unfortunately we're out of time. Bit. So gonna you might have to come bit. back yeah. on again and, and earn some more points over that parachute guy. And we may so, or may not have a military parachute guy in the back. <laughs> ah, right. no. My mailbox may be occupied with the... <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you so, so much, uh, Sean Bonet, for, for joining us. Um, if people wanted to check out the Academy, what's the website? I should know this. I don't have it memorized yet. 
What's the website they can Bruce, go to? What is the website, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's embarrassing. I think it's Bone MA. Yeah, you're right. BoneMA.com. So B-O-H-N-E-T-M-A, which stands for Music Academy, not Master, even though I am a master. BoneMA.com. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Very cool. Highly recommend everyone checks it out. Um, uh, obviously I really, really liked it, uh, so much that I now mm -hmm. work there, which is super exciting. <laughs> I've stated this a lot, but it's a very, very exciting opportunity. Um, and yeah, we hopefully will have, uh, Sean on again sometime in the future. That'd be awesome. But, uh, thank you all in the audience so, so much for watching or listening to us today. Don't forget, <clears throat> send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Also check out our show website. We just launched a brand new feature today. Well, we recorded this on Monday, so it's been out this whole week. <clears throat> yeah. You can go to trdshow.net and actually watch what we call series. I know we, we started a brand new word. This has never been used before. Um, <laughs> we, basically, we took a whole bunch of our episodes and we bundled them together. And we created these series that you can now watch on our website, trdshow.net, for free. It took me... I don't even know how many days to code this thing, but I had to <laughs> reconfigure our entire backend. But it, it works, and it's live, and you can now consume it and use it. So you should go and do that, trdshow.net, and we hope you enjoy that. Uh, as always, thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us. Have a great rest of your weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. <laughs>